It is my pleasure right now to welcome back to the iHub Radio Live Line the mayor of Palm Springs, Jeff Kors, is with us. Yesterday, and we've been talking about this throughout the broadcast today, the city, uh, or I'm sorry, not the city, but the county of Riverside uh, adopted a curfew that was in effect from 6 o'clock last night until 6 o'clock this morning countywide. They've had some disturbances over on the other side of the mountains. There have been people who have tried to have peaceful protests and and vigils here in Palm Springs. We spoke earlier today with Wayman Furman, who is a council member in Indio and one of the organizers of a a vigil that was going to be held last night in Indio, but that that had to be put on hold because the county put us into lockdown. They said, nope, you're going to be on curfew. Uh, You have been bad. We're going to give you a timeout. Uh, simply because they're seeing things that are going on, I think, in Los Angeles, uh, in the city of Riverside, in places like Santa Monica, where there has been an enormous amount of trashing of of uh, businesses and, and whatnot. And yet, everything I've seen here in the Coachella Valley so far has been pretty doggone peaceful. So, um, Mayor Coors, I saw that you posted something in social media last night that uh, it seems like you and I may be on the uh, same side of this matter. I'm kind of wondering why the Coachella Valley had to be on lockdown yesterday. Um, Sure. And, you know, the police and sheriffs, they all are in touch with each other. And if they get information that there may be some elements that are planning to come to these um, peaceful protests and cause trouble, like we've seen in other places, um, need to act. And I fully support them acting. My big concern here was that the curfew the county put in place was very different than what we're seeing in other counties or cities. It wasn't a real curfew. They created an exception for pretty much every business. So you could go out to Lowe's, you could stop at the grocery store, you can go out to dinner with your friends. And it created mass confusion with our residents and our businesses. Some restaurants canceled reservations only to call the county or hear that they were allowed to be open. And as someone who's practiced constitutional law, curfews are appropriate to protect public life and property when there's reason to implement them. A curfew that's just targeting protesters is a clear violation of First Amendment rights. And that was my concern. This wasn't a normal curfew. You know, right. I was put on curfew in, in high school once. I had to be home by nine at night um, <laughs> one summer. And I wasn't, it wasn't only if I was, you know, going to friend's house or out to dinner or to a party. A curfew is a curfew. And that's not what the county did. And that's what I was noting, that it was done in a way that was very confusing and not applied uniformly as one would expect. So you thought it was a lockdown. But in reality, you could have gone out to dinner or to a store that was open last night. And that yeah. was my issue that I was raising. But a lot of stores actually ended up shutting down. I'm sure restaurants did, too. The lights were dark in some of the big grocery stores I saw in Palm Springs last night because I was heading home from work at 745, and I <laughs> drove down Sunrise, and uh, I it looked to me like the Ralphs at Sunrise and Ramon uh, was closed for business. In fact, the parking lot was complete ghost town there. And I don't think I've ever seen that 24 hours a day. So... Uh, you know, it it does beg the question, will somebody 
try and hold the county responsible for these decisions that were made and how they actually affected this thing and based on um, what rule? Why should we necessarily have to be under the same rules as what's going on on the west side of the mountains uh, in the western part of the county uh, when things were fairly peaceful here? The demonstration I saw that they were so worried about happening on El Paseo in Palm Desert yesterday actually seemed pretty calm when they moved it to the park, uh, the Civic Park there. Uh, Yeah, people were angry, but being angry is not against the law. They weren't destroying property. Correct. Uh, The concern really comes down to what we've seen in other places, where what starts at a peaceful rally and protest during the day, once it gets dark, people show up who are not there to support the protest, but to cause trouble. And, you know, if there is trouble um, and another city and people make their way here, you know, our police need to be on alert to protect people and businesses. That's incredibly important, but it needs to be done wisely and uniformly, as our police have done throughout this. I think the reason you saw the protest in Palm Springs yesterday be so peaceful was because our police always reach out proactively to organizers. If they can't reach them, they show up, they introduce themselves, they say, we're here to protect you and you're allowed to protest. But this is what will happen if this starts to turn out. And they're aware and the police we're with them at the protest yeah. in a very positive way. And, you know, our police chief made a very important statement about his disgust with the murder uh, that happened in Minneapolis of an African-American man. I mean, this is important. It's important that the public has their right to protest in horrendous things that are happening in our country, uh, just like they have the right to protest and want to wear masks yeah. downtown. I know that Um, I don't want to put you really on the spot, Jeff, but I I do want to ask, because I think there's a lot of people who, you know, we many of us read uh, Chief Reyes's comments and stand in lockstep with him and what he said, and we're glad to be represented in our law enforcement community here by leadership that feels the way that he feels. But um, is there something symbolically more that, that the department could do. I remember uh, one Iowa police department uh, showed up at one of the protests uh, and they, along with the protesters who were there, took a knee and and prayed together. And I think that things that are symbolic like that, having people in the force uh, or, you know, people who are involved with local law enforcement actually utter the words, Black Lives Matter, uh, as all lives matter, but especially in this case, Uh, I think that that if people in the community see those people who they entrust to uh, serve and to protect them uh, being in, in, uh, you know, in lockstep with them in this effort to communicate this message, it would seem to me to go a long ways to healing uh, some of the the division that people feel in communities uh, and, and would not maybe necessarily make them inclined to uh, brush these guys with a broad brush, you know, brush stroke. And I think if you watch the video of the protest that was in downtown Palm Springs, you'll see uh, police officers who did participate. If you look from El Paseo, there was a deputy sheriff who went down on a knee with protesters. Yeah. Um, I think those are very important. They send a message that we're all in this together. You know, I would never 
want to have the job of a police officer. You know, they're putting their lives at risk every day to defend us. And the message they send and how they do it is so important. And I think their support in our community on strings for police that I've never seen anywhere else I've lived because our police do work with our communities. Um, is everything perfect? No, nothing's perfect anywhere. But I've been very proud of the way our chief and police department um, has built the relationships in the communities. It's what keeps us safe. Yeah. And it's just so important right now, especially. A lot of people have a perception, too, I think, that uh, police unions, uh, you know, will step in and, and no matter how bad something happens when a police officer screws up, um, you know, that they'll defend that officer to the nth degree instead of doing maybe the right thing or having o- other officers come out and verbally state, you know what, we don't support uh, that kind of behavior. How, how much does the um, collective bargaining side of, of the uh, police department uh, force uh, affect this uh, perception because of, of those kinds of things where you have, you know, maybe, uh, you know, but a small handful of people who fall into that bad apple uh, group when most police officers really are there to, to help people and to be good and to be fair. You know, unions play such an important role in giving uh, workers who otherwise wouldn't have a collective voice a voice. Um, but ultimately, the issues you're talking about, that really falls on the chief and his leadership team um, to make sure that everyone is following the direction that he has set. Yeah. And that's ultimately, you know, him, and that's how he handles disciplinary measures. Personnel issues are obviously confidential, but I think all of us have full faith that our chief is on top of these issues and sends a message throughout the department that, you know, I regularly see, you know, I've been at Black Lives Matter protests and uh, with Harry Park and walked in those that are police walking with the protesters. That's what I've seen and experienced. And I've never heard anything from single police in Palm Springs uh, that I've heard. And, you know, granted, I am a white elected official, so I may not hear things other people hear. But I've never even heard the semblance of anything that I would find problematic or I felt I needed to share that with the chief. Yeah. Do you, um, how do you feel about the fact that we're coming through this pandemic situation and, and that just aggravates everything all the more because people are tired of being, you know, stuck in their homes or maybe having lost their jobs and their incomes and things like that. I mean, I think most of us feel like this has just compounded this situation and, and has been kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. But um, what advice do you have for people who, who feel that anger and, and, you know, try and direct them in a positive way to, uh, to express it, to deal with it, uh, even when uh, a curfew exists, but not to go out and to, to harm other people who are not part and parcel to the problem? You know, it's all about taking care of each other, taking care of our community. Um, For many of us, owning privilege that we have as white people in this culture, um, where I've never had a worry that I was going to get stopped by a police officer simply because of the color of my skin. I've never worried about my life from a police officer. 
I've always looked at police officers as protecting me. So when there is a bad apple, like we saw in Minneapolis, and in that case, four bad apples, and three sit around and watch this, it needs to be dealt with, and it is being dealt with by their attorney general and their governor. Um, it needs to be a learning lesson. We all need to do better. We all need to, we all need to speak up more. Um, the other thing I want to say is people who are going to peacefully demonstrate, um, one, to be safe and careful, and two, do your best, which is hard in that kind of event, um, to socially distance, but wear a face covering. And as in many locations, they're urging people to go get tested, testing now, I believe, in every city in the Coachella Valley when you're around that many people, because you do not want to be infected with the virus and not know it and be asymptomatic and spread it to potentially hundreds of other people. Yeah. So that's just something to remind people, be safe as you exercise your First Amendment rights. Yeah, we don't need to turn uh, and go the other direction here, is, is unfortunately happening in many places. Mayor Jeff Kors, City of Palm Springs, thank you so much for joining us again, and I hope you, you have a good week and, and uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Great. Thanks so much. Appreciate your show. Thank you.